I remembered something I'd once read. That a representative owes the people not only his industry, but his judgment. And he betrays them if he sacrifices it to their opinion. That was written by Edmund Burke, a member of the British Parliament. And in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. We must believe in ourselves again, and we must never, never trade our liberty for any fleeting promise of security. And it seems it's going to be just another week of doom and gloom. Nothing but the normal here on planet Earth and humanity. How are you all doing? This is the Fritz Cast, and I am your host, Fritz. Uh, that intro is its not a permanent new intro. It's going to be probably something that I play at the beginning of every month. And I might even switch up the quotes in it. Um, I like that approach. I like picking quotes that resonate with me very well. Uh, just a breakdown of it. It starts off from uh, actually a movie, a movie slash musical, for those of you who are well-cultured like I am. Uh, it's from 1776, the musical. Yes, there is a musical of the inception and signing of the Declaration of Independence. Is it historically accurate? Surprisingly, it is filled with actual quotes from Ben Franklin uh, the quote that you heard is actually a quote from Edmund Burke of the British Parliament. From there, we actually we rail into three different people reading the beginning of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, the 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 initial reader is Mel Gibson, then Michael Douglas, and then the third one is actually Glenn Beck uh, in his CPAC speech this year uh, from a couple months ago. I also have uh, John F. Kennedy ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. One of the reasons I have that in there. Let me break down each reason why I have it in there. The 1776 quote, the Edmund Burke, I have in there because it's very interesting if you sit back and think about it. We can have opinions about stuff all the live long day. How often are we as individuals analyzing our opinions uh, objectively, 
it's it's a great question and I'll tell you this much I don't believe that a lot of our representatives offer good judgment uh, at all I actually think they do the opposite of what the quote says where it says a representative of the people not owes them not only their industry but their judgment and they betray them if they sacrifice it to their opinion just for an example uh, you could be of the stance maybe maybe you're against gay marriage for example and so you're going to push through anything that goes against gay marriage maybe protects traditional marriage uh, and we'll just we'll go very narrow with it. We'll, we'll say you don't want any of the benefits of a married person to go to same-sex couples, for instance. So we're not even talking civil union levels. We're not even talking any of that. We're just talking some very narrow-focused uh, two gay guys can't uh, live with each other, can't be under a civil union, can't be married, and can't have the benefits that uh, a man and a woman together Love Now, if you're of that opinion, uh, to me, anyway, I, I don't care if these two men are gay. I don't care if they get married. Uh, you know, marriage, in my mind, isn't a government thing. Shouldn't be a government thing, but it is. Shouldn't be government involvement whatsoever in the marriage process. But this is the day and age we live in where everything is legalized and uh, committed to contract and paperwork and... And, you know, there's money involved, too. It's just how it is. But if I was sitting here pushing my opinion and my representative just goes, well, that's this is the majority opinion, then we've just gone we've just gone from actually debating, compromising and finding middle ground on issues. We've gone from that to the classic democracy, uh, the classic democracy scenario of democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. Uh, I tear that one apart nowadays because I always say the two wolves actually identify as vegans, so they're actually not going to eat the sheep. And you can't really argue against that because that's the world that we live in right now. Those I'm telling you, those two wolves are vegans. All right? So it's cool. Let them vote. Sheep's going to be fine. That's what we call a lame a joke. So this past week, before I actually dive into anything, because a, a lot has happened since last Monday, since last Monday's episode, a lot of shit has happened, and I want to pick some stuff apart. Um, I'm, I'm, like I said, let's start with the personal stuff. Let's get that out of the way. Personally, my week wasn't too bad. I actually started taking some initiatives. Uh, for my personal health. Um, let me tell you something over the years. Uh, growing up, I had uh, probably what you could classify as an eating disorder. Not diagnosed by anybody, I don't think. Uh, you know, self-diagnosed, if you will. After my father died, and I was three years old when my father died, I believe. And I believe it didn't really start until after my father died. It might have started a little bit before, I don't know. But... My eating disorder went from eating normal food to pretty much just eating peanut butter. And I'm not lying about that. Like, everything was just peanut butter. Peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter. Uh, when I was growing up, my doctor kept tabs on it. He said, well, you know, he's getting essential nutrients for peanut butter, yada, yada, yada. Um, so it's not, it's not terrible. Uh, 
I literally ate nothing but peanut butter up until about age nine. Age nine is uh, when my 12-year-old sister got cancer. And my family started pushing me to be more healthy. They said, you know what, kid? Um, You're fat, which I was. Uh, I was in terrible shape for a nine-year-old. So uh, my sister having cancer. And then, of course, uh, I'm pretty sure I went through the story before, if you're a listener, uh, she passed away uh, mere months later. And uh, I instilled some better eating habits. Uh, I actually started eating real food. Uh, the problem from there became portion control and choosing the right foods because while I was learning to eat all these different foods and like it, I was learning like all the bad stuff. You know, greasy food, hamburgers, pizza, uh, cheese steaks, that kind of stuff. The stuff that, you know, if you're not eating peanut butter and nacho chips all the time and drinking soda three times a day, uh, pizza and cheesesteaks and burgers, they ain't good for you uh, in excess either. So I had my weight under control for a little bit after my sister died. Then I blew up um, in high school. I got up to almost 300 pounds. I was at least 280 pounds, but 280, 290 pounds, almost 300 pounds. My, uh, my senior photo I mean, I'm, I'm a little biased against myself. I like, I tend to think that I'm okay looking in the face. So, I'm okay looking in the face. But my senior photo, I'm a fatty. I'm, I'm nearly 300 pounds. All right, I got double chins and everything. Uh, I had clean shaven for it. Um, I usually wore a goatee in high school. I wore a goatee for many years until I got into the beard and saw the error of the goatee ways. Yes, there are errors to the goatee ways. Let's stay on subject, though. So I was clean-shaven. I have, like, a massive double chin, and I had hair on my head that was, like, combed over and greased up. Like, I really probably belonged in the 50s more than than the, uh, you know, 1989, 90s, 2000s with that style of stuff. Uh, but I look at that senior photo, and I keep it, and I, I always keep it a mental image in my head because I'm like, I never want to be back there again. Now, that was the senior photo, so that was taken in, like, 2006. I graduated in 2007. On the graduation stage, I weighed in at 200 and maybe 15 pounds. I lost a lot of weight. Uh, My mom got me on the straight and narrow. We were doing Weight Watchers, calculating points per day, and it worked. At the time, it worked wonders, and I was down to... About 215, maybe 220. And I, I loved it. I was like, wow, I didn't know I could be this small. And I was wearing size, I'm pretty sure it was size 38 pants. And it was cool. And I kept that for a couple of years. And then it was around, I don't know, 2009, 2010. I met, uh, I met my wife, then just a, a girl that I was fooling around with, Tracy. Uh, met her, dated her, got married, and blew back up to 250 pounds, which is what, if you get married, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. You could be dating somebody for years. You get married, you blow up. 
It's it's very weird. You just you get fat. I I think it's because you get lazy and you're like, well, I'm married. I don't have to worry about picking up the chicks anymore. I I don't know. But anyway, so for the for the past couple years, I've uh I've been stalemated at 250 pounds, and I don't eat junk food. I don't drink soda anymore. I cut sugar. I cut putting sugar out of my coffee. I just drink a a, a coffee with a little bit of creamer in it, uh, and Parts of me hate me for putting creamer in it. Loathe me for putting creamer in it, even. Not really. But I cut like I cut things like sugar out. Uh, I don't eat white bread. I usually eat whole grain, refined, you know, nothing refined. That that type of stuff. But I'm stalemated at 250 pounds. It doesn't go up or down. And so I sat I sat there and I said, you know what? It's because I don't do any exercise. And I don't. I really don't. Um, sometimes I do at-home exercises like push-ups, sit-ups, crunches, those type of things. Uh, but I don't do any, you know, extensive. So last, this this past week, I, I said, screw it. And I started taking five-mile walks. Uh, I did that uh, three days in a row. And it, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't sure how a five-mile walk would go. I thought it would kill me, possibly. Uh, but I started taking them, and a five-mile walk in an hour and a half's worth of time, you burn like seven, eight hundred calories. Not only that, but you feel really freaking good afterwards. Uh, so I started doing that, and I would I would be doing that today, except I have a giant freaking blister on my foot, on my left foot, just giant, and it's under the skin, so I can't pop it. Can't relieve it. I kind of just got to sit here until it goes away, which sucks because I'm not taking a five-mile walk today. But I started doing that, and I feel good about that, and I wanted to share that with you. Not only for the purpose of the health reasons, like it's extremely healthy to go take five-mile walks, plus it's going to help me run because uh, one of the last walks that I did, I actually, when I was about half a mile to home, I just started running. And I could actually run, I could breathe, I could keep up the pace, I could go. And I was I was proud of that because I'm not I'm not a runner. I'm not built like that. I never thought I could do that. And now I know I just gotta go kick my butt every day and take that five mile walk and switch it up with running and jogging and it'll be good for me. That was the big highlight of the week. But not only for the health purposes, it's an hour and a half where, you know, I grab my phone I open up my Amazon Prime Music and I start just listening to music. And from last week, if you didn't tell, I, I have very, like, my music ranges from Frank Sinatra, Elvis, Billy Joel, like that style of music. It ranges from that to, like, extreme heavy metal, uh, hard rock. Um, I'm not so much big on growlies and screamies, but I do have a mix of songs that are growling and screaming. I just do, but I focus on lyrics as much as I do musical content, and by the way, some of the growly and screamy songs, like there's times where I'm listening to a song and I'm like, I hate how this guy sounds singing, but the music in the background is is so beautiful and and meshes so well, Uh, but it's a time, and I have these big, these big annoying headphones, I'm actually wearing them right now, they're um, Skull Candy headphones, very very good quality for, you know, being 35, 40 bucks. But they're big, bulky over the headphones. They look like they're from the 80s. 
that's what I wear. I can't do the earbuds. They fall out all the time, and they don't sound good. So I listen to my music on, you know, high fidelity. And it's a good hour and a half where nothing else is on my mind except the music and the lyrics going through and how I feel about that, how I feel about myself. It's a good, like, self-reflective time. It's nice. That's been the highlight of my week. I, I went back to work this week as normal uh, on 4 to 12, which I'm starting to hate. I'm starting to loathe um, my evenings being at work, but it is what it is right now. We'll see what comes of uh, it in the future. So that being said, it's time to dive into the multiple uh, things that had happened this past week. We've had uh, some very, very terrible things happen this week, starting with even yesterday, uh, Baton Rouge, I believe it was six or seven officers shot at, three of them killed in Baton Rouge. And I'm not going to talk about the the group or the or the man that carried it out. I don't want fame and fortune because that's that's what these groups, that's what these nutbags want out of this. They want attention. They want the media. They want to be martyrs. And the thing is, is that while us normal people, both black and white and all colors of the world, while normal people, sane people who don't want hate, violence, death raining from the skies, while, while us normal folks sit here and say, nobody's going to give them praise, there are these groups out there. There are these band of, of rebels, of gangsters, whatever you want to call them. You can call them whatever you want. The term doesn't really matter. But there are these factions of people who say, okay, you know what? Protesting, you can't do that. You have to take action. You have to, you have to kill these people. It's on YouTube. It's on social media. It's not everybody. It's not, it's not the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not going to condemn a whole movement of people for it. But these groups... These, these groups, these roving groups, these, these, these radical, extreme people that are targeting police officers. And by the way, these same jackasses, they're targeting firefighters, EMTs, anything with flashing lights and a badge. You want chaos? Fine. Live by the sword, die by the sword. That's, that's, apparently, that's what these people want. We had this discussion last week, and I hope not to dive too deeply into it again. But when does the madness end? When, when, when does sanity set back in? Does it at all? It really it makes me wonder. Finally, uh, President Obama isn't being silent on this anymore. And yes, I will criti criticize uh, President Obama. Because sometimes, especially in these cases, his words come a day late and a dollar short. And that is, that, that's underselling it. I really wish that I could get super brooding and deep on things. I wish I could come up with a way to say things on a deeper level that can, that can strike in the hearts and resonate with many. I'm not that kind of a guy. 
I'm just saying this is this is getting nuts, and I respect all lives. I respect black lives. I respect white lives. I respect Hispanic lives. I respect life in general. Life is sacred, but nobody wants to treat it like it is anymore. This isn't a goddamn game. And all this came after a memorial service earlier this week for the for the slain officers in Dallas. And I'm again, I'm criticizing President Obama because this was a memorial service for slain officers, innocently slain, targeted, assassinated, whatever word you want to pick. They were killed for no good reason. And President Obama, while he does get up there and he does say the right things that need to be said, it turns into a political standing talking point, really? At a, at, at, at a memorial service for these officers who were executed. We're supposed to be honoring the fallen servers of this nation, of, of the state of Texas. But no, it's a perfect time for Obama to get up there and say, well, it's easier for a child to get a Glock than it is a book, which is a ridiculous statement. Where is that coming from? Where is it easier for a kid to get a Glock than a book? Is he referring to purchasing one? Because impossible, my good sir. If he's talking about there's so many guns out in the street that it's easy for somebody to grab one easily, okay. I I get your argument. Why are you bringing it up at a funeral service for officers who were executed by a madman with a rifle? And again... If it's so easy to grab the gun and shoot somebody and kill them, maybe it's a cultural problem. Maybe it's a parental problem. Maybe it's a thousand other things other than a goddamn inanimate object. It just pisses me off. If you wanted to pass a political message there, it's don't target law enforcement. Don't target innocent officers. Don't judge the whole by the few. Nobody wants the police to be judge, jury, and executioner. Nobody wants the police running around just killing people. And again, like last week... How often are police just randomly killing people? Judge everything on a situational basis, and that includes people who get killed by the police. Because if the police confront you, tell you they're placing you under arrest for a charge, and you don't comply with them, and you have a weapon on you, You're asking for trouble. It doesn't mean you deserve to die or deserve to get shot, but think about this, people. People say this all the time. Oh, the guy was wielding a knife. Why did the police shoot him? Are you going to let a guy with a knife get anywhere in the proximity of you? They've already made their intent clear. They're asking to be shot at that point. 
Same thing with a blunt object. Do you people know that if somebody with their balled-up fist hits you enough times or hard enough in the right spot in your temple, you are going to suffer some severe problems? You're going to face some severe, significant alterations to your life. Just because they're police officers and get paid to protect and serve the community doesn't mean they can be your punching bag or anybody's punching bag. They're not free game because they're police officers. And yes, we've stated this. The bad eggs do need to be taken care of. But for the love of God, if you're listening out there, stop just randomly picking and killing people when is enough enough last time i checked if you're a believer in god god doesn't accept it anytime thou shalt not kill period the end but does that even matter anymore i i don't know how many times are we going to have this conversation And parts of me wonder if it's just because we're in the technological era, the 24-7 news era, where this stuff flies off the shelves 24-7. You can't, like, you have to disconnect yourself from it. I had to do that earlier this week. I'll explain why in a minute, but we're going to go into the next bit of news that we have to go into. So we have Baton Rouge. We have three dead officers thanks to uh, hatred and a very abominable mindset about things. While we're tearing ourselves apart here in America, France got attacked again at the hands of radical extremism. Currently, this is from an NBC article that was updated yesterday. Currently, there are six people being held in the wake of the bloodbath that happened in Nice, France. It's probably pronounced Nice. I don't know, but that begs the question, why would you attack a city called Nice? Why? 84 people were killed. 200 were injured when a truck driver mowed down revelers after a Bastille Day fireworks display Thursday. The attacker was Mohamed Lahouedge, Bohel. He scouted out the promenade twice before the attack on July 12th and July 13th. Surveillance footage showed him in the truck he used to carry out the carnage. Now what happened, if you don't know, he barreled down the street and just started plowing people over and his truck was filled with hand grenades and explosives. What I find interesting is, is how often you will turn on maybe conservative talk, talk radio talking about radical Islamic terrorism and how it is becoming such a problem, and it is. And it is such a problem, and it does. It, 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 these are attacks on westernized cultures. France just so happens to be conveniently located in Europe and very accessible and easy to get to.
Not to mention the fact that you have a melting pot of cultures in France itself. How many times has France been attacked in the past year, in the past two years? How about January 2015, Charlie Hebdo, 20 killed, 22 injured. February 2015, there was a stabbing. Three military men guarding a Jewish community center in Nice are attacked. Three injuries, no deaths. April 2015, shooting, one killed, unsuccessful attack against two churches by jihadists. June 2015, a beheading, an Islamist delivery driver linked to ISIS. How about August 2015, shooting and stabbing, four injured in an attempt of an attack. How about November 2015, that was the Bataclan, 130 dead, 352 injured. January 2016, vehicle ramming, four soldiers protecting a mosque. January 2016, a jihadist wearing a fake explosive belt attacked police officers with a meat cleaver. No deaths but an injury in that one. How about June 2016, a stabbing? Police officer and his wife Stabbed to death in their home by a jihadist. ISIS claimed responsibility. And then July, the vehicle ramming, injuring 84, or killing 84, injuring over 202 on Bastille Day. That's a laundry list of attacks. Almost every single one of them linked to either ISIS or Islamic extremism. And I don't say that to condemn all Muslims. The, the term Islamic extremism is not condemning all Muslims. But there are plenty who are riding under an extremist banner of Islam. I don't think that's too far of a stretch there. There are absolutely good Muslims, and by the way, ISIS kills more Muslims than they do anybody else. Because they aren't Muslim enough, or they're not the right branch of Muslim, or they don't meet the qualifications that they feel Muslim should be. It hasn't been a good time for France, or the French people. And by the way, in several of these, Americans were killed as well. Because France is, is still a cultural wonder world of Europe. We got to keep our eyes on France. Because so far the pattern is showing that it is not going to get any better. Uh, these, these attacks by extremist terrorists pile on back uh, into 2014 and, and even into 2013, they just keep piling up. And it makes me feel bad because I used to make fun of France a lot until I realized that France is going through even a lot worse than what America is going through. Because at least for us, so far... The ISIS attacks have been fewer. It's really funny because I still... Some of the conservative shows that I listen to... They still are referring to Orlando... 
as an ISIS attack, which I just don't see. I don't see the Orlando shooting and shooter as ISIS anything. I see that as a, as a conveyor of convenience. Which, maybe it doesn't matter, but still, I don't, I'm not going to accept every time something happens and ISIS accepts responsibility as them having plotted it out and carried it out. Uh, that being said, while maybe I pick something like Orlando and say it's not ISIS-inspired, I'm not going to do something idiotic like, uh, I don't know, John Kerry, and say something like this. They are on the run, and I believe what we're seeing are the desperate actions of an entity that sees the noose closing around it. Well, with all due respect, sir, I'm not sure that it looks that way to the public that ISIS is on the run. In just the last few weeks, uh, we have well, obviously, seen... Uh, I, I, a series of ISIS-inspired attacks, 49 killed in Orlando, 45 killed in Istanbul at the airport, more than 200 killed in Baghdad, 84 in Nice. This is just the last five weeks. I don't think ISIS is on the run. Well, Jason, they might be expanding. Look, Jake. Well, Jake, it depends on where you mean ISIS. I don't know if this guy was actually ISIS, and nor do you. And we don't know that the guy in Orlando was fundamentally ISIS, nor even told what to do by ISIS. If people are inspired, they're inspired. But ISIL, which is, which is based in Iraq and Syria, is under huge pressure. Almost makes me want to switch my stance on the Atlanta shooting. You know what? John Kerry said some keywords there. If people are inspired, they're inspired. Well, sorry, uh, ISIS is on the run. Seems to me like they might be inspiring some people. It is ludicrous to say it's on the run. I don't understand one damn bit of this administration where they can say it's easier to get your hands on a gun than a book and ISIS is on the run even though France keeps getting attacked, I don't know, every other freaking month. This, this makes me wish that I could have a news show and talk to these guys because after a statement like that, I would look at them and say, well, bullshit. Give me the right answer. Give me the real answer. Give me the real info because you keep saying... ISIS is on the run. You've been saying it for the last, I don't know, two years, three years, four years. ISIS isn't that big of a concern. It's a JV team. You're poking a bear with a stick. It's like you're challenging, it's, it's like you're challenging them to do better than they have been. That's the way that I take it. And you'll note, Jake Tapper just doesn't pick the, the highlight ones that the news pushes out there. He pushes out the ones that happen in the Middle Eastern countries that everyday America doesn't give two craps about. And I don't say that to, to be heartless or anything. I'm just saying uh, your average American doesn't pay attention to world news like that and is unconcerned with what happens in whatever stand. They don't care. Speaking on the other day, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there was an attempted coup in Turkey. There was a big deal. Like, at one point, the military rushed into CNN headquarters in Turkey and shut it down. There's videos flooding the Internet of, of, of people in the streets uh, standing in front of tanks. Uh, total chaos. Nobody knew what was going on. As of right now, there are over 6,000 people who have been detained... They say the arrest will still continue. I'm going to read you some of this article from CNN. It was updated this morning at 8.30. Not that long ago. 
says here, just days after a military coup that broke out in a deadly violence, talks of reintroducing the death penalty have revived and thousands have been arrested, many of whom were detained in horse stables, stripped to the waist in humiliation. Uh, they're even talking about reintroducing the death penalty for this. The president, uh, Erdogan, President Erdogan says uh, they will pay a heavy price for this act of treason. The EU is already threatening Turkey, saying you can't you can't be a part if you reintroduce the death penalty. You can't join the union if you reintroduce the death penalty. Uh, so far, 8,777 officers from the Turkish Ministry of the Interior have been removed from office. Adding them, they added that the majority of those were police officers. Police, judges, senior aides, lawyers are also among the arrested. Eight soldiers who fled to Greece are waiting to hear their fate. Uh, at least 290 people died and 1,400 were injured in clashes after military tanks rolled onto the streets of Ankara and Istanbul on Friday night. The Turkish president was uh, on holiday. He used FaceTime to mobilize the Turkish people on the streets to challenge the military. Uh, the other bits of this article are death penalty equals no EU membership. The EU is in dire straits right now anyway. I mean, we don't even need to talk about that. There were, this article states, 27 men accused of being the masterminds behind this failed coup. They faced a court in the Capitol on Monday, apparently without having access to lawyers prior to their arrival. Uh, images show... Akin Ozturk, a four-star general and former commander of the Turkish Air Force, had been arrested, his ear bandaged and neck bruised. Case in point, people, right now Turkey is something to look at because there is something going on. Europe, it seems, is in for a very, very rough year ahead. Uh, the UK pulls out of the EU. The EU's threatening Turkey. Turkey's looking to reinstate the death penalty and kill some people for treason. France is getting attacked on a consistent basis. Syria is up in arms at civil war with each other. And guess what? <laughs> Our pals in Russia, old Putin and them, I'm telling you people, it is going to be very interesting to see what happens, and that is why this election here for president for 2016 is becoming increasingly more important. And it concerns me because most of you are still either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. I want you to think of the implications of either of those individuals in the hot seat. Donald Trump is a gamble. Hillary Clinton, we've already seen how she's fumbled the ball in the past with foreign relations. And it's just not looking good to me at all. Not one bit. That being said, let's get some light on this program. What did I say last week? I had an interview with Bernie Sanders, did I not? Did I not say that he would not go back to being an independent? Did I not say 
that he would fall in line like a good little boy. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to play his little speech at Hillary Clinton's thing. We're going to we're going to do that, but we're going to act. We're going to react like we're Bernie fans, okay? So, here's the clip. We're going to react and we're going to have some reactions from like around the world collectively, okay? Our campaign won the primaries and caucuses in 22 states. You're and damn when right we the did. Roll call at the Democratic National Convention is announced. It will show that we won almost 1,900 delegates. That's right. Feel the burn. Feel the burn, baby. Far more than almost anyone thought we could win. And way more than Hillary Clinton thought. But it is not enough Wait, to what? win the nomination. What? No. Secretary Clinton Wait. goes into the convention with 389 more pledged delegates than we have and a lot more superdelegates. Yeah, superdelegates. We got to flip those superdelegates to us, right? Right, Bernie? Yeah. Boo, Secretary Clinton. Boo. Boo. Secretary Clinton has won the Democratic what? nominating process. No. No. Yeah, you stop it right now, Bernie. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Feel the burn. We can still we can still do this. Come on. And I congratulate her for that. No. Boo! No. No. Please God, no. She will be the Democratic nominee for president. No. And I intend to do everything I can to make certain she will be the next president of the United oh, States. Oh, please, God, no! 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 I mean, even even good old Jr. is upset. Listen. Can that human being be from this planet? How many? Does he have no conscience? Does he have no heart? Do you have no soul? You son of a bitch! Do you realize what you just done? I mean, a little extreme, Jr. A little extreme, but <laughs> it's like when I watch the endorsement, it's like the heart. It's like I felt a million souls crying out in crying out as if they were being destroyed. What? What's the line from Star Wars? That's what it is. It's, it's, I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I fear something terrible has happened. But it's what I said. Bernie endorses Hillary. And the sad thing is, is that there are still many, many Bernie supporters sharing the image of the fella who it was FDR I can't even remember what it was I don't even know if I saved it 
I don't remember. I, I, I'm showing my unprofessionalism here, and I don't care. It was some guy who uh, had enough delegates, and then at the convention they selected, uh, I think it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt or something, something like that. They're all passing around that meme like, well, it's, it's still feel the burn. He's just playing along so that uh, we, we can overthrow him at the convention. It's sad and pathetic because it's over. It's over, Bernie fans. Fall in line with Hillary Clinton. Or, I don't know, check out Joel Steen, Gary Johnson, Constitution Party. Yeah, any, anybody else that's running, because there's other people running. The media just won't tell you. All right, so that is literally as far as I want to go this week. I've, I've talked about terrorism. I've talked about uh, targeting police officers. I've talked about how the world is just a mad, mad place right now. So that's that's all I'm going to cover. That's it. That's all I can, that's all I can stomach. So... By the way, next week, next week, there will be no new episode of the FritzCast. There might be one Friday, Saturday, or Sunday coming up. There won't be one on Monday. I'm going to be on vacation in Wildwood, New Jersey, enjoying the beach life a little bit for a couple days at least. At least Monday through Friday, at least anyway, so... There will be no new episode. Check either later this week or there will be maybe a highlight episode of all the episodes of fun that we've had on Fritzcast so far. Who knows? Have yourselves a good week. Let's try to promote, let's try to promote some peace, some unity. Because uh, there's, there's, we're in dire straits all over the world. As always, be sure to like and share this with your friends if you think they'd be interested. I thank you all. You can correspond with me on the FritzCast Facebook page, on Twitter at FritzQS, or at email FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com. Have a lovely week.